You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College coaches and student athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our McPherson College Coaches Show after KCAC Media Day here on 96.7 FM KBBE. I am Jim Joyner and joining me as always is the most popular man in McPherson and especially at McPherson College, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, a busy day on Tuesday as we went down to Wichita for the KCAC Basketball Media Day and we enjoyed our, our trip down to Crestview Country Club. Yeah, um, you know, the venues kind of changed through the years. Uh, it was in Wichita, then it was moved to Salina, now it's back in Wichita. Uh, I've been coming to these for about almost 40 years, and uh, it, it's come a long way since we first started. There are now 26 coaches that speak. Only 25 are actually uh, there on Tuesday because one coach uh, is suffering from a back injury, not able to travel, uh, the Avila men's coach. So the women's coach uh, read a prepared statement for him, so we still got the information. But it's it's always good time, good fellowship, good food. Uh, they had the men's in the uh, first session, the women's in the second session. And all in all, I think we were there about three, three and a half hours. Yeah, and for McPherson, they were picked 11th on the men's side for both polls, both coaches and media. And the women were 8th by the coaches and ninth by the media. I don't know about you, Steve, but I had a tough time in predicting the order on the men's side because there are a lot of teams on the men's side that have a chance to be very successful. I think when we talked with Coach Eskildson after, I think he didn't know who to pick either. It's just very open this year. Yeah, if you go to midkansasonline.com, uh, our website, uh, I have a column with my ballot on it. I went ahead and, you know, everyone's, everyone's always so secretive. Well, not me. I put my ballot on there and my reasons for what I pick. Um, you know, I've been doing this a long time. And, and like I wrote in my column, this was the hardest I've ever had time, hardest time I've ever had to pick the order of finish. I kind of have an idea who the top couple teams are, but there's so many teams that seem very similar trying to pick like the sevens and eights, you know, six, seven, and eight, somewhere in there. It's very difficult because there's, there's going to be very little that separates a lot of these teams. And you have to remember, last year was a senior-dominated team. The teams that were really, really good uh, last year, they've lost a lot of players. Some of the teams that weren't as good last year, they have most of their players back and have added to those teams. So it's going to be real interesting to see how it all plays out. And the thing is, now we play a double, you know, a round double round robin. And to me, I would like to see a change. I'd like to see a north-south. You'd have to put six in one division, seven in another division, and you just do it geographically. That if you Then you play the teams in your division twice. Both home and away. Home and away, and then the teams in the other division you play once. That would still give you 17 conference games. To me, that gives you schedule flexibility as it is now. You, you play about five games, and you're in conference play. You play almost... 10 games in the conference before Christmas. It used to be you only played four or five. You could tell how divided on the men's side it was for voting in that coach's poll. Five different teams received a first-place vote, right. which is very strange, especially since last year it really probably would have only been two 
Right. Maybe three if you threw in friends, but you knew it was either going to be Oklahoma Wesleyan or Southwestern right. that won the league last year, and Oklahoma yeah. Wesleyan at times was number two. You had Southwestern that picked up five first-place votes. Oklahoma Wesleyan had three. Kansas Wesleyan had three, and they made a great run at the end of last year. You have Ottawa that people like, friends who people like, and then you mentioned those six, seven, eight-ish teams, teams like St. Mary. You have York, who is very good. Bethany with a lot of guys back. Tabor has a chance to keep getting better. The men's side, the top eight are very, very good. Well, and the th- you, you look at Oklahoma Wesleyan. They lose everybody. But their coach, Donnie Bostwick, is, he never has a team with, without talent. He is always loaded. I'm sure he's gone out. He's got a ton of transfers. He's got a ton of red shirts. They're going to be very good again. He's never not been good. So, to me, they're still the team to beat until somebody beats them. Now, Southwestern... They got picked in one of the polls. They were picked to win it. I didn't have them that high. They lost Cameron Hunt, who averaged 31 points a game, but they also lost two other really good starters. And I just have a feeling they're going to have a little harder time than people think replacing those guys they lost. On the women's side, the coaches' poll was very much in favor of Sterling, who, right. remember, last year got off to a terrific start. They were 18-0, and 0, I think, at one time. And then the wheels kind of fell off for them the last four or five games in KCAC play, but they have pretty much everybody back. Everybody thinks that on the women's side, Sterling can be very good. Tabor is another team that they won the league last year, and they'll still be around. There are some people that are thinking the Bethany Swedes could be there, but for McPherson... I think Coach Nichols' Bulldogs have a chance to get up into the top half of the league this yeah, year. Yeah, they do. It's going to come down to three-point shooting. They could not, other than really Ellie Gillen, they didn't have a three-point threat last year. Uh, they've got a great double-double machine inside in Brittany Roberts, a very solid four-year starter in Danny Holt. Um, the thing is, they've got to find shooters. They've got they got a lot of girls back, uh, a, lot, a lot of girls that can play. Uh, but the thing is, They've got to be able to shoot the basketball better because that's the biggest problem. Uh, Coach Nichols still wants to play his scrambling defense. And you look at his team last year, the Bulldogs closed by winning six of their last seven. Right. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to hear the comments from both Coach T.J. Eskelton and Josh Nichols as they opened up Media Day and they addressed the room. I want to hear those comments, and then you and I also had a chance to sit down with each of them and went about seven minutes with each of them as well. So we have a little shorter Coaches Show tonight, but we'll get to all of that. You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE. We continue on our McPherson College Coaches Show tonight after KCAC Basketball Media Day down in Wichita. Steve, I want to dive into some of the coaches and their comments from KCAC Media Day and their opening statements where every coach has a chance to go up and give their statement. Would you like to go with Coach Josh Nichols on the women's side first or men's coach TJ Eskildson? Let's go with the new guy. TJ. TJ went a little over four minutes. Coach Nichols went a little bit shorter. So we'll dive into McPherson College men's basketball coach TJ Eskildson and his opening remarks at KCAC Media Day. Thanks, James. I appreciate uh, everybody being here, all the media. Um, This is uh, just awesome for me. I've been an assistant here in this league for the past nine years. Um, These coaches I've gotten to know uh, pretty well. And uh, I really have a lot of respect for all these guys that, that coach in this league. It's a, it's a league that, that it has a lot of really good coaches. So uh, I've, I've enjoyed my time here and I'm excited to take over the McPherson program. Um, I wanted to thank uh, Dr. Crawford and, and Kelly for putting on this event as well. 
Um, there aren't a lot of NAI conferences that have events like this, and um, I think it's 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 really a privilege to be be a part of something like this. Uh, a little bit about our our group this year. We've got uh, six players who return that have starting experience. Um, eight returning letter winners. Uh, the six guys who started at least five games last year for us are Dorian Page, uh, Josh Rivers, Luol Magat, Grant Munson, Fred Watts, and Delvon Hightower. Um, that's about as many returning guys that we've ever we've had in the past few years uh, in terms of guys who have starting experience. Uh, we, we really have talked about kind of trying to take that next step as a program, and those guys have a lot of experience in the KCAC. They've been to a lot of the, they've, they've been to every gym. They, they kind of know what to expect a little bit. Um, it's, just a, it's just a matter of them kind of uh, taking ownership of our program, and I think that they've really done a good job of that so far this year. Um, some of our newcomers that we're really excited about, uh, Gage McCoy, uh, he's a 6'6", uh, kind of 2'3 man from Cali Community College. He was actually with us last year as a red shirt. Um, he's had a really good, really good fall, and, and um, has. We're looking for big things from him. Uh, Cameron Jenkins uh, is a transfer from Iowa Central uh, Community College up in Iowa. He averaged about 16 points a game up there. Uh, was their leading scorer. Uh, he. We're really hoping that he can be kind of provide a little bit of a scoring punch for us, uh, like, like he did up there. Uh, Trent Crow uh, is a transfer from Oklahoma Baptist University. Uh, he, he played a little bit there last year, second semester. Uh, he's somebody that we recruited really hard out of high school, uh, and we're, we're really excited to have him for three years. He's a sophomore this year. Um, and then we've got uh, two freshmen, Miles McCrary uh, and Christian Aguilard, who are both uh, guys that are about in the 6'5 range that can play uh, both inside and out. Uh, and, and guys that bring us a little bit more athleticism down, down in, in the post. Um, and we feel like those guys can both uh, be, be key contributors this year. Uh, so may, maybe sooner rather than later, we'll, we'll see. They're, they're, they're still trying to figure out uh, the college game and kind of what we want. But um, they're both guys that, that will be uh, good players for us here in the future. So um, really, I, I'm excited about this group. Like I said, we've got, we've got as much returning experience as we've had in about, about the past three or four years. Um, just that they're, they're adjusting to me as the head coach and, and obviously uh, there's, there's just little changes to what we're doing now from what we've done in the past. But um, I'm really excited about this group and feel like they could have, uh, we could have some success. So appreciate you, everybody. And uh, if anybody has any questions. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you how much it helps to, for you to have almost a decade of experience in this conference going into your first year as a head coach. Yeah, I think it helps a lot um, in terms of I, I kind of have an idea of what to expect a little bit. Uh, obviously, like I said, there, there are a lot of these coaches that I've known for 10 plus years now. And it's, it's been, it's, it's really, it, it's, it's something that, I think going into a conference and, and you're not knowing the teams, you're not knowing the style of play, I think, I think that, that would be a, a little bit more difficult. But the fact that I've, I've kind of been doing the scouts for, for a lot of these teams for the past 10 years, it, it really helps um, having that experience. That was Bulldog men's basketball coach TJ Eskildson at KCAC Basketball Media Day. We'll now turn things over to women's coach Josh Nichols and his comments from Media Day. I think he was the shortest one, Steve. Yeah. Not in terms of height, but length of his opening statement. Well, he said he was going to keep it short, so I don't think uh, 
the media, other than the media guide they received, picked up too much from Coach Nichols, keeping it kind of close to the vest. Yeah, he's got all sorts of secrets to hide, and he, and he <laughs> dove into all of them with us a little bit right. later. But here's what he had to say at Media Day on Tuesday. Keith said, uh, keep it short. So uh, we got to get back to run our 2-3 defense that we do. We're a zone team. So um, thank you for everyone uh, who was involved putting this thing on. This is a really cool deal. Um, We'll jump right into it. We've got eight uh, letter winners coming back, um, two starters. Uh, Daniel Holtz, excuse me, Daniel Holtz, um, senior, works really hard for us. Um, she's a four-year kid uh, from Mac College. Uh, excited to have her leadership. Um, Brittany Roberts, uh, one of only uh, two, I think two returning players that average a double-double for the conference. Uh, only only honorable mention, though, so. Um, the other letter winners coming back, um, Taylor Osborne, Brittany Harlow, um, Ellie Gillen, Mason Mosley, Kirsten Branscombe, and uh, Haley Hurst. Some of our uh, newcomers, but they get off crutches. Every time I hear a crutch, I'm assuming it's one of my players. Um, Brittany Jarvis, really good shooter. Uh, Molly Schultenreich. Um, another good shooter out of St. Louis Community College, um, Victoria Eights, who's a really good athlete from Presentation College, and then um, someone who uh, tore their ACL last year, it's new for us as well, good shooter, if she can stay healthy, uh, Imani Gilroy. So um, I'd like to give you more information, but we're all on crutches. I haven't seen most of them play, so um, thank you. So those are the comments from McPherson College women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. Also heard from Coach Askelton as well as they address the media. Steve, let's take another break. When we come back, we'll dive into each of our interviews with Coach Josh Nichols and Coach TJ Eskelson after KCAC Media Day was done and what they were thinking with their team and a little more in-depth with those more broad topics and just talking to the media. You can't dive into player personnel quite as much, and we dive into both of them. Sounds good to me. We'll take another break. This is the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE. Our McPherson College Coaches Show continues here tonight on 96.7 FM KBBE. A little bit shorter after we were at KCAC Basketball Media Day on Tuesday, Steve, and didn't really have a chance to do our normal coaches show, but we're making this a basketball coaches show, and we're going to have a full basketball preview for the coaches show next week where we'll talk with some of the Bulldog players and get their preview before basketball season gets underway. Would you like to hear from women's coach Josh Nichols first at our interview with him or men's coach TJ Askelson? Let's go Josh Nichols. This there time. you go. We'll mix things up. Here is our interview after KCAC Media Day on Tuesday with McPherson College women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. Well, we are here at KCAC Media Days as we have just wrapped up for both the men's and women's. And joining us is McPherson College women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. You kept things short and sweet, sweet today. I think you looked good up there, though. Oh, I always look good. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I agree with that. Uh, your second time going through KCAC Media Day and being able to be around this group, and it was relatively the same group that you've been around the last couple of years, a couple of different coaching changes. But how did you enjoy your day here in Wichita? Um, I enjoy at the same time. I'd rather be back on campus with my kids, um, getting ready for practice. And, you know, we're, we're in the weight room at 4 o'clock today. That's what I'm trying to get back for. Um, you know, that's 
the, that group is more important than this group, unfortunately. Man, that's that's mean of you <laughs> to say that about <laughs> Steve and I. Well, no, no, you guys are great. Oh, the re well, the rest yes, of them, you don't yeah. care yeah, about we, the rest. We, of we them. are great. So <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you included us with that. Well, for you, Coach Nichols, what are some of the differences that you've seen with your group in terms of the summer preparation and everything leading up to, including the fall, from year one to year two, and some things that you've done differently getting into your second season? Um, obviously, with with year two, we have some uh, returners. Uh, in, in within what I do. Uh, last year, while I brought some kids with me, it was still a new environment from them. They were trying to fill the campus out really too, so they didn't have a whole lot of time to take those leadership roles. This year with, you know, eight you know returners coming back basically, um, the leadership is, is a lot better than we had last year. And uh, the, you know, that culture build happens with, within, and I'm not the only voice, you know, yelling at them all the time. We have eight returners that are keeping everyone accountable as well. As far as recruiting goes, uh, you recruited for need. What do you feel like you've upgraded from last year for this team? Uh, shooting. We, we just, like I said uh, earlier, we, we shot the ball so poorly last year that we had to get better from the three-point line. The way the college game is going, that's, that's, that's where it's at. And we just shot the ball so bad last year from behind the arc, we, we had to improve on that first and foremost. Well, one thing I've looked at with your team, whether it was at Bulldog Madness and seeing some of your very good dance moves that night, but you have some really good players down in the post. And in particular, when you return a player like Danny Holt and you have some players that inside can be as strong as you have been, I feel like that gives you a really good chance with the way this league is set up and being able to score inside. Yeah, you have to be, you know, it's, it's important that the three-point line is you have to be inside-outside. You have to have that inside attack, and, and you know, Brittany does a good job. Uh, Haley Hurst was a, is a sophomore. She was a backup last year. She's done a great job so far in, in the preseason, and over the summer she got a ton better. So we feel really fortunate to have solid players on the inside, and then uh, that hopefully we can collapse things and give us even even wide open, open shots on the three-point line. You mentioned Brittany Roberts. She comes back. I believe she averaged a double-double last year. Uh, she's going to start the season as one of the premier post players in the KCAC. I would hope so. Um, I, you know, I, I was a little disappointed, and she was on an honorable mention last year. I thought she deserved better than that. And uh, so she's taken that to, to heart. Well, especially when it, she was the focal point almost mm -hmm. of oh, every – absolutely. You know, when a team would go into playing you guys, the first thing was we have to stop her from, mm -hmm. you know, crashing the boards and scoring down low. Absolutely. Especially as, as bad as we shot from three-point line, everyone could collapse in on her and still be able to put up, you know, a double-double each and every night. It was very impressive. And one of the keys for you guys last year is how well you finished because you got off to a slow start in conference play. And let's face it, you get going early and being in your first year, it's a, it's a whole new rush when you get going on November 30th or whenever it is. But your month of February, you guys were really, really good. And if you could have had three months of February to follow that and, and keep things rolling, then this would have been a team that's in the top eight and, and hunting for a chance to be in the KCAC postseason tournament. How have you guys been working and trying to keep that momentum going and starting off hot here in KCAC play? Well, just like just like you know, you, you talked about how we finished off. I mean, we talked a lot about that's where we need to start from. Uh, last year was a little bit. It was like almost like having three seasons. Um, we started off the year and had the first ten games, and then we had a, our leading scorer, Slim White, go down with a, a season-ending, career-ending injury, basically. Um, and it took us a while to kind of figure out how to play without her. I mean, she was the most athletic player, could go create a lot on her own, and now we don't have that, so we're trying to figure it all out. And in the last ten games, we kind of figured it out and played really well down the stretch. And uh, so that's that's where we're at. You know, we don't have that to 
to figure out right now. We're just trying to figure all the pieces in place right this minute. And like I said, with improved shooting and then all the returns we have back, I think we're going to jump off to a good start. And a trademark of your team down the stretch last year was your defense. You play kind of a scramble-type defense, and to do that, you've got to play a lot of kids because you play so hard, they can only go three, four minutes at mm -hmm. a time. It's not like they can play 18 you know, 17, 18 minutes. Is that kind of going to be the philosophy again this year? Yeah. Um, we, we have to get to there first. Uh, so we're, we're, we're in the baby steps mode of getting to that scramble type defense. Uh, right now we're just trying to learn some rotations, things, things of that nature. Um, we've, we've implemented a few times here and there, and especially the returning group. I can throw a returning group out there and tell them go go sick them. Mm -hmm. They know what I'm talking about, and, and, and they can figure that out pretty well. But um, getting the whole team on board with it, it'll take a little bit more time. And um, throughout the season, we'll add more and more to our pressures. Well, you guys are getting closer and closer to the start of the season, which starts on October 25th going down to Oklahoma Wesleyan, and then you guys will be back for your McPherson Classic, which will be the first week of November. Where are you hoping this team will be after those first couple of weekends in non-conference play and getting ready for KCAC play to begin? Well, you know, hopefully we're undefeated. I mean, that's, that's, the, the, that's the goal is to win the games. But, uh, you know, our second game of the year down in Bartlesville, we're going to play uh, a national qualifier in uh, Bellevue University. They're going to be really tough, and um, they'll be long, athletic, uh, shoot the three well. So that's going to be a good test early on for us. So if we could pull that one off, it'd be great, and, and, and I'd feel really good about where we're at. But if we don't win that game, you know, how do we perform? Uh, what did it look like? We'll go back and watch the film and see how that how that transpired and, and figure out if we're on the right track or not. That'll be the big test for us, I think, in the non-con. Well, Coach Nichols, thanks for all your time today. You saved all the good answers for us. Oh, yeah. We can't let all those other media guys know no, the secrets. No, no. It's just for Steve and I. Yeah, that's right. And, and if you guys want any kind of uh, dance lessons, just let me know, and I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll get on I'd that. I'd be right. worried about pulling a hammy. Steve, Steve needs to know the salsa, and <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard you're a great I have, salsa. I have trouble with my hammy, so I think I'll have to back off. All right. Thank you. That was Bulldog women's basketball coach Josh Nichols here on our McPherson College Coaches Show. One more full interview here on our show tonight, Steve, as we dive into men's basketball coach T.J. Eskildson and talking with him. And, Steve, for a guy who is just in his first year as the head basketball coach, I think he has a ton of leg up on any other younger coaches in the league because he has been around for such a long time, and you could tell he was pretty prepared yesterday, even just in his first year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's been coming to this for 10 years now, and, and you know, he, he can talk about the players because basically he, he did the heavy lifting on the recruiting on a lot of these guys. These are kind of his guys anyway. Uh, you know, he Coach uh, Schwarzendruber uh, really gave TJ a lot of uh, leeway as far as recruiting. And, and these are kind of his guys. And, and I think they're a, probably a quality big man away from being a pretty good basketball team. They don't have any size inside. They're going to have to rely on speed and quickness and shooting ability. But uh, I think he's got a chance to be okay. Let's take a listen into Coach TJ Eskildson from KCAC Media Day on Tuesday. Well, we continue here from KCAC Media Day as the Bulldogs on the men's side. We are joined by head coach T.J. Askeldson, his first season as the head coach. How did you enjoy your first run through the circus of being the head coach and having to answer questions here at Media Day? Yeah, I thought, I thought it went, went well. Um, well, it, it, like I said out there, it was, it was different for me because I've been coming to this now for 10 years as an assistant and, and being up there with, the, with a lot of those coaches that I've been 
been with and known for the past 10 years was it was it was a good experience um it's always interesting hearing what other people have coming in and and this year's a lot different than other years because there were a lot of seniors last year in the in the in the league so um but i overall i thought it was a good experience it went well as you mentioned there was a lot of seniors in the league uh jordan murdoch is out now at friends cameron hunt at southwestern i've been coming to this for almost 40 years and never can i remember struggling so much to fill out my ballot the yeah. teams that were really really good were hit hard by graduation yeah. some of the teams in the middle have a lot of guys back and then yeah. the teams at the bottom are trying to get better yeah. uh, I know filling out your ballot had to be kind of difficult yeah it wasn't easy I mean you you listen to what the coaches were saying up there and you look at their rosters and I think there are a lot of really talented players that are going to be in the league this year they're just not guys that have been here for three years three and four years uh, so um, obviously there have been Oklahoma Wesleyan Southwest and those are those are two programs that have traditionally in the last five six years been really really good um, and I think that they're they're going to be good again but um, as I, one of the coaches said when they come up I think there are many 10 11 12 teams that could win the conference if you get on the hot stretch and uh, it's really I, I don't think you would like I don't know if that the ballot at the beginning of the year this year is going to look the same as the way it ends so Impressions of your team so far? You've had a couple weeks now of preseason. You had an alumni game the other night. What's been your impressions? What have you liked the most? And what do you feel like you need to get better at? Yeah, um, I think our guys are playing really hard. Um, we, we've had we've had some really competitive practices this year. Um, we've only had a couple practices where I really felt like we weren't we weren't very good. Didn't have a whole lot of energy, and I was I was impressed with our the fact that we responded and had good practices after that. Uh, I feel like we've got seniors this year that can be good leaders for us. Um, I, I think that the thing basketball wise I think that we need to get better at is defending um, in the alumni game it was like 100 103 to 97 it was there wasn't a whole lot of defense being played <laughs> <laughs> that game so um, that's something that we, we we're, we're going to have to get better on the defensive end um, I do think we can I, I think we have the ability to have guys who can who can shoot it and who can score a little bit uh, but just 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 trying to figure out how to stop people I think is going to be our biggest our biggest thing right now and kind of an X factor for you guys Dorian Page uh, he's kind of been injured off and on in his first two years when he's been on the floor he's, you've won a lot more than you've back. lost exactly yeah I mean yeah I think you were like six and three when he went down yeah uh, one year yep and that's uh Dorian's knock on wood so far this year has stayed healthy um, and they, he, he's a huge part of what, what we're doing. I mean, he, he just gives us a different, just a, just a different level of physicality on the floor from that point guard position. He's, uh, he, and he also brings a leadership quality about him that, that, that's huge. Um, I feel like we've, we've got a lot of depth at that position. Josh Rivers got some great, great experience last year as a starting point guard. I feel like he's, he, he's taken that next step this year too and, and matured quite a bit. Um, so that point guard position, I feel pretty confident that we have, we have guys who are capable of playing, playing in that position, but but Dorian staying healthy this year would, would be huge for our group. What kind of style do you want to play offensively this year? Because this is a team that is more guard oriented. You don't have that big six foot ten enforcer inside. Yeah. What kind of style do you want to see this team play? And is it much different than what it's been the last few years? Yeah, so we're we're really looking to push the pace. We're trying to get up and down the floor. Um, we're trying to create some offense with our defense. We're we're pressuring more in the full court defensively. Uh, kind of in the alumni game, we created some some offense, getting steals, uh, and, and we're looking to shoot a lot more 
threes than we did last year. And in the alumni game, we made 17 threes. Um, there were a lot of games last year we didn't even attempt 17 threes. So uh, that's something that, that that's really kind of going to be different for our guys. And I think they're embracing that. But, but, but like you said, we don't have a hole. We don't have a 6'8 guy in the middle. So we, we, we need to be able to, as a team, rebound the ball and then get out and run and, and see, see if we can score in transition. How have you thought that some of your newcomers, whether they are freshmen coming in or they are some of the transfers that you've brought in, how do you think they have adjusted to your style here in the first couple of weeks of practice? They, they've been they've been good um, I think anytime there's there's something new especially for our new everything's new for them so um, day to day they could have good days could have bad but their their attitudes have been great and they're they're willing to pick stuff up and they're willing to learn um, and, and I go back to our returners have been great in terms of they've been around me it, things are different for them too but they've been around me for three four two years and and that that they kind of know what to expect, and they, they've done a good job of also helping those new guys kind of get through what, what, what I'm asking to do and kind of help them with, with that stuff. Yeah, I saw a few more coaches on the women's side that have been new in the last few years and not just new to programs but new to the conference, and yeah. you know, they haven't been around this style where you're a guy that has been around. You've been around all these players. You probably recruited almost yeah. all of them. Has that given you a pretty big advantage with these guys and the guys that you still have in your locker room? Yeah, I, th I think it has because like a lot of the guys that are on our roster, a majority of them are guys that I, I was very heavily involved in recruiting. And I think that just having that relationship with them to begin with, I think is, is really big. Um, and I think it gives, it gives me the, the, the leeway to, to be, to, to coach them hard. And they, they were, I feel like there's a good amount of respect there. And, and it's just the, the, the relationship has changed a little bit for me going to the assistant, the head coach, but, but, but having that relationship already has been big. Um, I think that helps with the buy-in and, and, and all that. Well, as you guys get the season going, the women will start a little bit earlier, and then you guys have a couple of home games. I know you've got your classic against Barkley and Bacon. I think there's a yeah. game with Manhattan Christian that's in there earlier in that week. Yeah. I asked Coach Nichols the same thing. Where do you hope this team is after these first couple of weeks and first couple of games getting ready for the grind of the KCAC? I just hope that from game to game we, we're improving. Um, I want to go from the first game we played Manhattan Christian, I want to be better in the second game. And that's, that's really, um, I think, that getting in and then we get into that grind of the conference season, I think that's, you just got to take one game at a time and, and, hope, that, and hope that you're continually improving. Um, and respect everybody you play, but, but give them your best shot and, and, and be competitive. Well, I thought you did a great job today, Coach. All right, thank you. Going, thank through, you going through your first media day, you stepped <laughs> Thanks, up there Jeff. in a suit. A couple yeah. of those other guys weren't, weren't even wearing suits. You were the one that came ready to go today. Right, there you go. Uh, thank you. Thank, you. thank you, guys. You've now heard from both Bulldog basketball coaches after KCAC Media Day on Tuesday down in Wichita. Steve, I think that both of those guys are very excited about what's coming up this year. And I don't remember which coach was talking about it, but saying how Everybody feels pretty positive about their teams after a week or two and getting into the season, and then conference play comes up, and there will be some teams that aren't very positive, but I think both of these guys really like where their team's at heading into the season beginning here in a couple weeks. Yeah, everybody's 0-0 zero zero at this point, and uh, you know, uh, Coach Eskelson has a lot of guys back you know, from last year's team and has brought in a couple real nice recruits. Coach Nichols uh, has brought in a lot of newcomers, but he's got several players back too. So a lot of familiar names, but a, not, a lot of new faces. One more break as we'll wrap things up here in our McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE. 
We're now wrapping up a little shorter McPherson College Coaches Show here tonight as we were a little thrown off with KCAC Basketball Media Day on Tuesday in Wichita, Steve, and we weren't able to record everybody, but a really fun game, really fun weekend on Saturday for McPherson. We were broadcasting football on their win over Southwestern, a come-from-behind win, 16-13. The Bulldogs have won three straight conference games, First time that they've done that in nearly a decade, and they'll be right. back at home this Saturday to take on the Ottawa Braves, who are 1-4, and four, and a chance to be 4-2 and two in KCAC play. Yeah, this is such a big game because you got St. Mary next week, and it's really looking like St. Mary is the worst team in the conference. So if you can somehow get this one against Ottawa, which is the best 1-4 and four team in the country, you got St. Mary next week, so a real chance to have some momentum going into, I believe, KW the following week after right. St. Mary. And not only a big day for football on Saturday, it was homecoming, a great day for McPherson College, oh, volleyball and, and Bulldog Volleyball had a huge Monster volleyball win. match. Uh, the Bulldogs beat Kansas Wesleyan. Of course, Kansas Wesleyan coached by Jessica Cleveland, who uh, was the Bulldogs' coach the last three years. She's the one that kind of poured the foundation for last year's KCAC championship team. It was a thriller. It went five sets. It went overtime uh, in the fifth set. Uh, a tremendous atmosphere at the sports center. The place was packed. It was roaring. And uh, just, it was, a, again, another great week for Bulldog Athletics. That's a couple in a row where it seems like everybody won. Steve, next week on our coaches show, we are going to do a full basketball coaches show, and although today kind of was as well. But dive into all the McPherson College basketball that you can handle, interviews with some of the players, some of the seniors coming up for this year. So we're excited about that. And other than that, you'll be able to listen to this live from 6 to 7 every Wednesday night. You can listen to it on podcast at soundcloud.com slash sports. You'll be able to find our interviews with Coach Nichols and Coach Eskelson from earlier up on the Mac Bulldogs website, macbulldogs.com. Am I missing anything else, Steve? I think you got it. Wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. We will talk to you next Wednesday for a full basketball preview. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by... JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash sports or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com.